Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I am Jameson. I'm the genius running solo. Going to talk about a little DFS today. If you're playing the main slate on DraftKings over on uh, DraftKings that I talked about, are you playing the Millionaire Maker? Are you playing the other GPPs? Maybe you're playing cash games. I'm going to take a look at a lineup. Most likely uh, players I like in both cash games and GPPs. This one's going to be more of like a GPP lineup that I'm going to look at making here. Again, this is my first look at the lineups. So it's uh, kind of going to uh, kind of a, just a first look. Obviously, as the week moves along, I'll have more and more input in there. And I'll have my cash game plays and GPP plays, stack plays, all that kind of good stuff coming out later this week for our premium premium members. Also have our game-by-game breakdown where I break down each and every game, giving my views for both season-long and DFS in that as well. That's also for our pre- premium season-long and DFS members. So if you've not checked out our, our website, uh, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, even though we're in the playoffs and the season is almost over. That does not mean you can't get our DFS plays. You can't get our season-long plays if you're still in the playoffs. So definitely take a look at our uh, premium, premium articles. We have weekly, um, monthly, whatever kind of package you're looking for, we have those available. We also have our mastermind chat. So maybe it's questions you want to have just to have someone in your back pocket that knows fantasy football. I'll be able to get back to you on your questions within 24 hours, most likely uh, more like two to three hours. I get back to you on those questions, keep those uh, conversations rolling. Those that have already signed up, had a great year this year. Hopefully get more of you guys into it next year help you guys dominate those leagues as we get more and more involved in both dfs and season long we're here to stay folks we're here to dominate this this uh this this station fantasy football we're here to dominate it we're here to take trophies and continue this ball of rolling so if you have any questions hit us up on instagram or twitter on twitter we are at fan sports genius on instagram we are at fantasy football underscore genius underscore let's go ahead and jump right on in today's podcast talk a little dfs Start off with the quarterback position. If we look at the top of the list of the DraftKings over there, we have Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston, Deshaun Watson. Of those four top-priced players, my interest, I don't have a whole lot of interest in Patrick Mahomes this week. I just think that the injury that he has, we're hearing that he can't, he couldn't uh, grip the ball last week well, and his, ha- his hand kind of swole up a little bit after the game was over. Said his hand was hurting, wasn't very good of a, um, didn't feel okay as the game moved along. It sounds like it's bru- bruised up pretty well. There's no break in the hand, which is a good thing for the Chiefs, good thing for uh, Mahomes' owners. For season long, I think you have to start him. Um, most likely, you probably don't have another option. If you do have another option, you might want to look into that option. I just don't know how, how effective Mahomes is going to be. And if we open up his game log for Mahomes this year, he really hasn't been that that uh, premier option we saw last year. Last year, he had a super high floor, had a, a tremendous ceiling. This year, we haven't really seen that Mahomes type of play this year. A lot of it might have to do with the injury early. But the Chiefs are finding ways to kind of get the, the wins um, on a weekly basis without having to use Mahomes' uh, tremendous talent that he has. And especially with this injury, I think that there's just too many uh, red flags for me to throw uh, Patrick Mahomes in my GPP lineup. Yes, he might be a little lesser owned. And especially if you're playing these big, deep GPP tournaments, you want to have players that are lower owned. But Mahomes is going to draw ownership just because of the name value himself. And going up against a Broncos defense that has, has really kind of struggled um, – for most weeks, yes, they're starting to put it together a little bit uh, as the as the years move along. Yes, they've had some decent games, but the defense really for Denver doesn't really scare you like it has in the past. No Bradley Chubb. We got Von Miller kind of dinged up. Don't know how healthy he's going to be. 
So the Broncos defense really hasn't been the defense we've seen in years past. So I think Mahomes is going to draw ownership just because of name value, the defense, playing at Kansas City, which is a very tough place to play. For me, I just don't think I can go there with Mahomes. I don't uh, I don't think it's a bad thing going Mahomes. Um, and, and, and if I'm stacking Mahomes, I'm likely going to go with someone like Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, your normal suspects. Um, they're very uh, very great talents, obviously, as they have. And we've seen the the, the tremendous talent that Tyreek uh, Hill brings. His upside is tremendous through the roof, probably one of the most upsides of any player on the, on the position. So we'll talk about that a little later when we get to wide receivers. But if I'm pairing Mahomes, I'm likely going to be going with Travis Kelsey just because I think the Broncos have struggled in years past with the tight end position. We know Travis Kelsey is one of, if not the best tight end in football. Yes, his stats haven't shown that he's a uh, um, has the upside that he had last year, but the upside is still there. The, the ability is still there. He's still one of the best options there. He's very safe, very productive. So just because he hasn't been his normal self, maybe that, uh, for the upside that we've seen in years past, that doesn't mean Kelsey does not show that upside every single week. It's just that the, the Chiefs, as I talked about, they're getting the job done doing other ways. They're not have to rely on Mahomes as much as they had. They got the ground game. Their defense is playing a little better. So for me, I don't know how, how much exposure I'm going to have to the Kansas City and my GPPs. That could be a bad thing, but I just that's the way I'm looking at going this week for the Chiefs offense. Uh, we got Russell Wilson, another player that I think – I think Wilson has one of the most – uh, through the roofs, kind of upsides that of, of he has he has the upside of, of kind of like a Mahomes um, uh, if he puts it all together. But we have not seen that upside the last four weeks. If we look at his DraftKings card, he hasn't topped 18 points um, for the last four weeks. Last week he had 36 attempts against a Rams defense that kind of stepped out and kind of um, played played out. Out of their head last week, the Rams defense kind of kept uh, Russell Wilson under control. I just don't know if, if the upside is going to be there against Carolina. I think that they can kind of run the ball and kind of get the ball going with, on the ground. And we know that Seattle does want to run the ball. They want to play decent defense. And if they need to, they rely on what Russell Wilson. But I don't know if this is a game that we're going to have to see Russell Wilson kind of hit that peak. I do like Russell Wilson a little, little more than I do uh, Patrick Mahomes, but it's, for me, I don't think I'm going to be going that route as well. If I'm looking at the top four options, I think I have a lot of interest in Jameis Winston. He himself has an injury, has a, um, uh, a fracture, in a, I, I think, in his hand. I don't know which hand, if it's throwing or in his thumb. I don't know if it's throwing or it's non-throwing, but it sounds like, from what I'm hearing, there's not any kind of uh, threat of him missing this game. Uh, there's not really a threat of uh, this injury being a, uh, an injury that's going to kind of keep him from getting the job done. He played on his injury last week in the second half, and he had a phenomenal second half of the game like he did last week. And again, we're, we may see Jameis Winston, a bad version of Jameis Winston, but we know that good version as well. If we open up his box uh, box score, uh, he's had a f- fantastic year. Yes, he's thrown a lot of interceptions, but he, he raced those interceptions with touchdowns, with yardage. Um, the last three weeks, uh, three last four weeks, he had three of those weeks, um, 20-plus points. Last week he went absolutely bonkers, went nuclear with 40, t- 40 points on DraftKings. And if you look at the season, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of the 14 weeks he's had over 20 points. Um, so yes, we do see, uh, have have the opportunity to possibly have bad Jameis Winston, but I think he, that outweighs that with the good Jameis Winston. He can throw a couple picks, he can t- turn the ball over two or three times, but he can erase that in a major way with the yards that he gets, with the touchdowns he gets. And we know that the, the Buccaneers are going to they're going to have to score, they're going to have to uh, put the ball through the air because their ground game isn't that great. Their defense is not very good. We know they're going to give up plenty of points on defense. They're going to have to score plenty of points on on offense. And the offense is going to get it by the passing game. Um, And with Mike Evans out, I think Chris Godwin is going to be a very popular play. 
going against the Detroit Lions, but don't count out Kenny Galladay. I think Galladay is a player that I'm going to have a, a lot of exposure to because, as we talked about uh, um, with the Buccaneers, they do give up a lot of points, a lot of yards um, in the passing game because their defense is pretty decent against the, the run, but their pass defense is one of the worst in the league. So I do like the passing game for Detroit, and we'll get uh, a little more to that um, when we get to wide receivers talking about Galladay, but I absolutely love Galladay to run it back if you're doing a Jameis Winston to Chris Godwin or maybe even an O.J. Howard, which we'll talk about as well when we get to tight ends a little later, but I love the Tampa Bay Detroit atmosphere for a shootout, possibly a very high scoring shootout for this game here. So I think a lot of my exposure for GPPs is likely to be Jameis Winston. And for whatever reason, a lot of people don't like to play Winston. He's lower owned than I think he should be. And plus, add that into the fact that he's priced up a little bit on DraftKings. I think we may see a quarterback that might be the number one option this week in fantasy with the numbers he's going to put up, especially in the main slate, be lower owned than where he should be. We have Deshaun Watson cheaper. We have Ryan Tannehill, who's, who's kind of been the uh, player a lot of people are going to because he's kind of revitalized that Tennessee offense. So he's kind of putting up big numbers. He's a little cheaper than Jameis Winston as well. We have Aaron Rodgers, name value, a little, a little cheaper than uh, Jameis Winston. If we drop down to some of the cheaper options, we saw Jared Goff kind of, uh, finally kind of put things together. And I think it has to do with a lot of it. It has to do with Todd Gurley being able to run the ball a little more. The defense playing a little better. Kind of everything for the Rams kind of goes go, goes in place together. Playing against the Dallas Cowboys um, on, on the road, I think the Rams may be uh, forced to throw the ball a little more. I think this is a game that Dallas is going to come out and kind of hopefully – if. If you're an owner of the Dallas Cowboys um, positional players, hopefully a game they can kind of step out and kind of score some points, which is going to force the Rams to score some points. I think those points are going to come through the air with Jared Goff. So I do like Jared Goff in GPPs as well. Love Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if the ceiling's there quite a bit with uh, Atlanta. Depending on if Atlanta can kind of keep the game close. Against the 49ers defense, I don't know how close the Rams, uh, the Falcons can keep the game. But I do like the, 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 the floor for Garoppolo. I think two touchdowns is very well in his uh, wheelhouse for this game. I just don't know about the ceiling. So I don't know how, how much exposure I'll have to Garoppolo on GPPs, but I think he is a decent cash game play if you're playing cash games over on DraftKings. Liking to stay away from Trubisky. Yes, Trubisky's put up some decent games of of, of uh, the last few weeks, but I think going on the road against the Green Bay Packers, I think the Packers are going to be able to kind of keep him under control. I like that game to be a little more lower scoring than anything else. And I think Trubisky's going to kind of come back down to earth. Maybe not be the 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 quarterback that we thought he was earlier, a horrendous quarterback early, but I definitely don't think he's the quarterback we're seeing recently. I think it's in between. I can see an, a very average game for Trubisky, and that's not going to do it for your GPPs. I likely I'm not going to have any exposure to Trubisky and GPPs. If we're looking at one of the the the, the lower price options, uh, Drew Locke as a Bronco fan, gotta love the future for uh, the Broncos with Drew Locke. He looked fantastic the first two games. Looked absolutely uh, great last week on the road at Houston. Going to a very tough uh, place to play in Kansas City. I think this is a game we're going to see uh, the regression kind of fall back on Locke. I think we're going to see those rookie mistakes happen. Traveling to Arrowhead, one of the the harder places to play as a, a, a opposing offense. So I can see someone like Drew Locke coming in and kind of struggling against a Kansas City defense. So I don't know if, I, if I'm going to have too much exposure to Locke. I may have one or two lineups just because of being a Bronco fan. I want to see the success. Pair it Locke with a Sutton. Pair Locke with a, a Fant. Maybe even Philip Lindsay out of the backfield. So I do like Locke a little bit. But I think this is also a spot that I think we can look at the Kansas City defense against Locke. Because I think, as we talked about, it's going to be a very tough place to play. And I can see the rookie coming out of Drew Locke and kind of struggling at Kansas City on the road. Especially if there's maybe some bad weather as well. You just never know. Kyler Murray is a quarterback I'm looking at against the Browns. Browns defense has not been very good. They've been average at best. Um, giving up decent points for opposing offenses. So I can see Kyler Murray kind of uh, turning things around. He, he hasn't looked great the last few weeks. I can see him kind of turning around against Cleveland Browns defense. And on the other side of the ball, uh, you, you got to kind of also like um, – uh, 
Baker Mayfield. Yes, he's struggled um, this year, uh, kind of putting the putting things together. Odell Beckham struggled. He's gotten Jarvis Landry kind of going in, in the passing game. We've seen Kareem Hunt get involved in the passing game since his, his return from the suspension. And we know the Arizona Cardinals defense is very bad against the pass, against the run, against pretty much anything on defense. Arizona Cardinals are not very good at. So I can see Baker Mayfield having a decent day as well. But again, from where his price is compared to like Jameis Winston, I'd rather jump up a, a few hundred dollars more for Jameis Winston to go with Baker Mayfield because we've seen Mayfield struggle. We've seen a very consistent Winston uh, throughout the year. As we talked about, nine of his 14 games over 20 points for Winston, so I'd rather just pay up for Winston over Mayfield. But I do think that Win- uh, Mayfield will get some exposure just because of the defense he's going against um, in the Arizona Cardinals. If we shift over to running back, same thing. If we if we look at the top of the board for running backs, we have McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette. A lot of big name players up there at the top of the, the thing. There, I just don't like playing, paying that much more that much for McCaffrey, especially with the value out there. There's not a whole lot of value that I'm seeing early on. Um, Value will open up, which will make McCaffrey a better play. But for $10,000, I'd rather kind of drop down and go with someone like a Nick Chubb, lower ownership this week, because he hasn't really kind of had that big breakout game yet. With Kareem Hunt there, we haven't seen the 25 to 30 touches that we've seen without Kareem Hunt. Now that Hunt's back, we've seen Chubb kind of be more of the 16 to 20 touches. And I think that uh, those touches can still turn into a fantastic play for Chubb, and I think Chubb's going to come in at lower ownership. Against Arizona defense, I think Chubb has a, a, a decent day as well. You can also look at Kareem Hunt as well for the, for the Cleveland Browns. So I think both the Browns running backs are in play against Arizona. I side Nick Chubb just because of the price and just because of ownership as well. Love Ezekiel Elliott this week. I think the, the Cowboys need to realize that if they're going to turn this thing around, I think they have to do it with Ezekiel Elliott. They've tried it with the pass game. And the good thing about Elliott is he is very involved in the pass game as well. So if they do continue with the pass game, we are going to see Elliott uh, involved as well. But I think the Cowboys need to realize that if they're going to turn this thing around and get in the play, playoffs over the Eagles in that division, a very bad East division. They're going to have to run the ball with Zeke Elliott. They're going to have to do it uh, plenty and often. Yes, the Rams have a decent defense. Yes, the Rams have been very good recently uh, against the run, but Zeke Elliott is one of the best running backs in football. I think they need to get him the ball more often. And again, he's very involved in the passing game, and when he gets inside the five-yard line, we know it's going to be his job. It's not going to be someone else's job. Another player that I really like in the, uh, for running back is uh, Saquon Barkley going up against Dolphins. A horrendous rush defense. I think this is a bounce-back spot for for uh, Barkley. I think we see him get right in this game, as they would say, against the Dolphins. So I have a lot of exposure to Saquon Barkley. Maybe he's a little lesser owned because of the way he's played this year. But for $7,700, I absolutely love Barkley and GPPs. Leonard Fournette, I think it's a a bounce-back spot for him, having a bad game for the Jags last week. Uh, Fournette was uh, was not very good um, last week. Traveling on the road against Oakland, it's, it's, a, it's a very it's a get right spot. The only thing you got to worry about is Jacksonville. Have they given up on the season? They've been absolutely uh, destroyed the last four or five weeks. The last month of football, this team has been uh, blown out on a weekly basis. That's the only thing that I fear on Leonard Fournette. But the good thing about Fournette is he has been involved in the passing game as well. But with this team kind of looking like they've given up, you got to wonder if Fournette is going to get a job. I think he's going to get the job done, but there is a little fear in that for other owners as well. Chris Carson with the uh, Rashad Penny injury, he's out for the year. You Gotta like uh, Carson's uh, uh, matchup against Carolina Panthers. Panthers are one of the worst teams against a rush. This is a bounce back spot for Carson for the Seattle offense. This is one of the reasons why I don't like Russell Wilson as much as maybe um, for a ceiling in this game, just because I think they're going to be able to run the ball and run the ball very well against Carolina. Carolina is one of the worst teams against the ground. Um, and I, th- I can see Chris Carson have a monster day. Love him on FanDuel, and I do like him a little bit on DraftKings as well. 
Aaron Jones has a tough game, tough matchup against the Chicago Bears, so I likely won't have a lot of exposure to, to Aaron Jones. I likely I'm not going to have a lot of exposure to that game um, as a whole, and, and it, just just because of the game atmosphere in that game, uh, weather-wise, uh, division rivalry-wise. I do like Devontae Adams in that game, but that's about the only play that I'm going to be going in that game right now. As I talked about, it is early in, this, in the, the week for me to uh, – Tell you who I'm going with, but the, the, my early look is I'm likely, likely not going to have a whole lot of exposure to the Chicago Green Bay outside of Devonte Adams. Austin Eckler for PPR leagues, uh, absolutely phenomenal last week. Uh, he got the 100, 100 yard bonus, both rushing and receiving. Absolutely fantastic game last week. This week he's going up against a very good Minnesota defense. So I don't know if I like much on the Chargers side of things. Last week they played well, but against against a tough Minnesota defense, I don't know how much uh, is left on the bone for both those players in GPPs, especially for that upside. We already talked about Kareem Hunt. I think he has a fantastic option against Arizona, especially if they're forced to pass the ball. If this game turns into a shootout, I do like Hunt quite a bit because he is involved in the passing game. A little more actually than what Chubb is against Arizona Cardinals. If it does turn into a shootout, a passing shootout, I do like Hunt a little more than Chubb. But I think this game's going to be a little more of an even game, so that's why I do like Chubb quite a bit in that matchup. Last week, a great game for Joe Mixon, but I think going against the New England Patriots defense, they are going to struggle against that Patriots defense. Patriots are coming off of a bad loss. They really haven't looked that great last few weeks, so I think this is a bounce-back spot for the New England offense and defense, so I don't like much on Cincinnati's side of things. And I'm likely, just because of uh, how quickly this game can get out of hand, I'm not high on anything really on New England as well, which is crazy to say because in years past, this offense is rolling. But again, I just don't think this New England team is as good as their record shows. I think they're starting to show signs that maybe this dynasty is nearing the end of the dynasty. So um, definitely there is an opportunity for them to prove me wrong. But right now, I am just not sold on New England's offense. Obviously, their defense, I think their defense can be one of the most popular ones going up against a very bad Cincinnati defense. So defense-wise, I think New England's be popular. But as the offense goes, I'm likely not going to have a whole lot of exposure to New England and definitely not Cincinnati on my side. Todd Gurley, he's getting a lot more workload as the, the weeks move along. A matchup against Dallas, I think I, I can see success for Todd Gurley. Just don't know how much exposure I'm going to have to Todd Gurley because of the other running backs out there. Uh, Devontae Freeman had a fantastic week last week. Uh, got a lot of uh, uh, touches last week, but against 49ers defense, no thank you. If I'm picking between the two running backs, is it going to be James White? Is it going to be Kenyon Drake? I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Sonny Michelle. Um, I, I, I want to say Sonny Michelle just because I think they're going to jump out to an early lead and run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. But Michelle has not done, gotten the job done. If we open up his box score and look at his last month of football, he really hasn't done anything on the ground. Uh, he had one game where he had 80 yards uh, rushing, but he had it off 20 carries. Uh, it's only a four-yard average. La- uh, last week, he only had five touches, uh, one re- uh, six touches, one reception, five carries. Nothing on the ground, nothing through the air. I, it's just Sonny Michelle is not getting the job done. I am just not going to trust the option there. Love uh, Raheem Mostert for the San Francisco 49ers. This is a game, a game plan I think they can see the ball on the ground quite a bit. I can see R- uh, Mostert getting 15 to 18 touches. And if you're going to give me that kind of touches with his big play ability, love Raheem Mustard against Atlanta Falcons defense. And we've seen Mostert kind of take over that number one role there in San Francisco with Tevin Coleman kind of taking a step backwards, um, Matt Breda a little bit in there as well. But I think Mostert has kind of taken over that number one role there as well in that, in that offense. And a matchup against the Atlanta Falcons, absolutely love Mostert this week in GPPs. Um, and the reason why I was talking about a little Kenny Drake because he was right below uh, Michelle. I do like Kenny Drake a little bit. We're seeing that he is kind of getting the workload there in Arizona. 
it's a little scary. The game they had last week didn't do much on, on the offense, but their team was really out of it from the start. A game against the Cleveland Browns, I, think I can see this game being a shootout between the two teams, and we know Drake is involved in both the ground and the receiving options. So I do like Drake a little bit if you're looking for a cheaper option at the running back position. If you move over to wide receiver, my exposure to Miami Dolphins is likely going to depend on whether or not we see uh, Parker back in the lineup. He, did, he had to leave, uh, leave early, but he's been fantastic over the last month of football. If he is able to play against the Giants defense, I think he is a phenomenal play. You can pair him with a Fitzpatrick and feel comfortable. But if there's no Parker out there, I don't know how much exposure I'm going to have to Miami Dolphins offense as a whole. I just think this offense is not very good, especially if you take Mar- uh, Parker out there. I, th- I, I think the offense is over overproducing right now. They're getting the job done, but I think a lot of that has to do with Parker. So if Parker can't go, I think this offense does take a major hit on uh, moving forward. If we're looking at the top branches there, uh, Deshaun Hopkins, I'm sorry, DeAndre Hopkins going up against Tennessee defense. I do like Hopkins quite a bit. He's seen the targets. He's seen the receptions. He is very safe. Uh, the size he has with the, 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 the cornerbacks that Tennessee has, I can see Hopkins have a monster day. I do like Hopkins quite a bit. We talked about Tampa Bay side of things. Um, with no Mike Evans, Chris Goblin's going to be uh, put into that number one role. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be his to stay. My opinion is that uh, for the wide receiver two on that team, I think they might, might be looking to O.J. Howard um, as the number two option in the passing game with Evans out. But I do think Chris Goblin is going to actually eat against Detroit Lions uh, defense. And if you're looking to do the stack with Tampa Bay, I absolutely love the, the, the bring back with Kenny Galladay. He has been the, the uh, number one option for blow there. Uh, and, and I think that you can also play him alone without a stack as well. I just think Galladay is in for a monster day against that horrible excuse me, Tampa Bay defense there in uh, Tampa. Stephon Diggs, for me, it all uh, depends on what, what's going to happen with uh, Thielen. If Thielen can't go, I think uh, Stephon Diggs is a nice option, but he will be going against one of the better corners in football for the Chargers, uh, so kind of keep that in eye. But he does have one of the uh, biggest upsides because of his big big playability. We talked about Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is always in playing GPPs because he can always uh, have those monster days, but he also can have those down days, which is why I don't think he's uh, in play for cash games on a weekly basis. But for GPPs every week, and every week you should always look at Tyreek Hill because he can turn four catches into three touchdowns and over 160 yards in no time flat because of what he can do in the big play ability. Talked about Devonta Adams. Adams is a player that I am looking at in that Green Bay Chicago game. Just because the Bears' uh, pass defense, especially against the number one wide receivers, has been kind of uh, hit and miss, uh, mostly miss lately. So I do think Adams is, it can be in, for, in line for a big game against the Bears. And if they do kind of turn into a shootout, which there's not, I think it's going to be a low scoring game between the two d- teams. But if it does turn into a shootout, I can definitely see Adams being w- well involved in that kind of shootout. Julio Jones going up against the 49ers defense. The 49ers on paper are very good, but if they don't have uh, uh, Richard Sherman in the, in the secondary, it does take that. The secondary does take a hit without Sherman there. So I do like Julio Jones a little bit in this offense just because I think that if it's going to go to anybody in that offense, it's going to be Julio Jones. So if the 49ers are going to give up big plays, it is going to be Jones. I do like Jones to be lesser owned as well going up, going up against a, a very good San Francisco defense. So I do like Jones quite a bit in GPPs. Tyler Lockett just doesn't look healthy. I don't know if I can trust Tyler Lockett uh, until we find out that, that he is 100% healthy. He just doesn't look, look like he is right now with the injury he had a few weeks ago. Uh, so you just got to definitely uh, wonder about the health of Tyler Lockett. I think I like DK Metcalf a little more than I do Lockett if I am going to take a shot on um, Russell Wilson and GPPs to pair him up with one or the other. For me, it's likely going to be DK Metcalf. 
DJ Moore looks fantastic. He has uh, had, had had a great rapport with um, Kyle Allen. I do like the matchup against Seattle. Seattle's defense is not the defense we've seen in years past. It's not the same uh, legion of boom that we've seen um, in that secondary. So I think Carolina can get the job done through the air with uh, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. I'm not 100% sold on both of them, but I do like both in GPPs as a possible option in GPPs. I'm likely not going to pair them with the quarterback. I'm likely going to stay away from Kyle Allen, but I do like Moore and Samuel in that offense um, this weekend. Amari Cooper going up to the Rams defense. I'm not not likely going to have much many shares of the uh, Dallas passing game. My my exposure is likely going to be coming from Ezekiel Elliott. But if you do want to go with Amari Cooper, I'm not I'm not a I would I don't hate it, but I'm not a fan of going up against that uh, more must must improved um, secondary in the Rams since they've made those moves uh, throughout the season. Getting rid of uh, Talib, getting rid of of. Uh, the other cornerback there, I definitely think that the Rams secondary has been much more improved, and I don't like the matchup for the Cowboys against that Rams defense um, in secondary. Likely going to stay away from Odell Beckham uh, with all this information going out with him with the uh, injury, with the one and out of Cleveland. I just don't know if I can trust him. I'm, I definitely want more exposure to uh, Landry than I do Odell Beckham. Likely not going to have much exposure to anything in the passing game. The only exposure I'm going to have to the Browns likely is going to be with both running backs. Keenan Allen going against the Vikings defense. We have not seen the PPR monster that is Keenan Allen, but the Minnesota defense is not as good as it used to be against the pass in years past. So I don't hate Keenan Allen, don't hate the big playability of Mike Evans, but I'm going to keep my exposure a little limited for both those players there because it is still the Minnesota defense. I do kind of think they would still do have a pretty decent defense there in Minnesota. Robert Woods, he's kind of been uh, the, the main guy there, taking over that Cooper Cup. Uh, early in the season, it was Cooper Cup. Now it seems to be more Robert Woods. Woods kind of uh, relies on um, the ground game kind of getting going. And with Todd Gurley kind of getting things going, we're seeing Woods, we're seeing Jared Goff kind of turn things around. And I think a lot of it has to do with all of them need each other to kind of uh, turn things around. And that, that's what we're seeing with the Rams. Is it a little too late for them to make playoffs? Only time will tell. We talked about DK Metcalf. I do like Metcalf over Lockett this week. AJ Brown. Uh, we know the Houston Texans do have a bad defense. We saw the rookie uh, Drew Lock get the thing get the job done for the Broncos. So I definitely think the Tennessee pass game is as as well in play. I do like AJ Brown quite a bit against the Houston Texans defense. And Cortland Sutton, I think you always have to uh, think of Cortland Sutton. Sutton is one of those players that I think is going to be uh, a star in the making. Uh, moving forward, I think he's going to be one of the better wide receivers in football, especially if Locke does turn into the future for this team. I think Sutton is going to be a very good player. So I think Sutton is, play, is in play for GPPs on a weekly basis. So I do like Sutton quite a bit. If we move over, move over to tight end, we talked about Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, fen- fen- phenomenal matchup. I just don't know how much the 49ers are going to have to pass the ball against the Atlanta Falcons. Zach Ertz didn't do much in the early in the game, but on Monday night he did ha- uh, salvage his game, had a monster day with a couple of touchdown passes late. So I definitely do think uh, Zach Ertz is in play against the Redskins. Darren Waller against Jacksonville, I think, is in play. Hunter Henry against Minnesota is in play. Uh, David Njoku, I think, w- with him coming back, yes, it is the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, the Cardinals are the worst team against covering tight, uh, opposing tight ends, but I am not sold on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not sold on the Cleveland Browns getting the ball to Njoku coming off that injury. I'm not going to have a lot of exposure to Njoku. I'd rather draw, uh, play the same price for Noah Fant for the Denver Broncos against the Kansas City Chiefs because I think, as much as I talked about the Chiefs being a, a tough place to play, if the Broncos are going to win the game, they have to do it through the air. And so that uh, Fant, Sutton, they can, both of them can kind of hit kind of hit their uh, value if they get the job done there against Kansas City. And we know Kansas City's defense is not very good. They have been better in weeks past. They have uh, been getting interception sacks, all that good stuff. But we know that they can be beat. And if the uh, if Locke is for real, it can be a decent day for Fant, can be a decent day for Sutton. So as much as I do like the Chiefs in this game, I think there is upside for both Fant and Sutton.
Tyler Higby. I think Higby's in, in, in the nice spot as well. I'd rather see uh, Gerald Everett miss the game. Um, I think Higby's the better player than Everett. He's better in the passing game, better in, uh, as a blocker as well. So I do definitely think Higby is in play, but I, I, I'd rather have him more if uh, Everett's not able to play. And we talked about O.J. Howard. If, if O.J. Howard... Um, is in your pool, I think that's a smart thing. I think O.J. Howard is going to be the number two option with Mike Evans out. A lot of people are wondering about the wide receivers there in, in Tampa Bay. I think they are in play. I think the other options are in play. The Brashards, the uh, uh, – the uh, let's, let's open up the Tampa Bay side of things for our receivers. Um, little – empty space here that we're talking about for the Tampa Bay. So give me a second here as I open it up. Uh, Watson for Tampa Bay. Uh, he, he, he stepped in nicely when Evans went down, had a lot of targets, had a decent day, um, a great day actually for, for his price. So being very cheap, I, I could see Watson being uh, in, in play for a lot of people, being a popular play for a lot of people, especially with the, def the defense Detroit has and the passing game for the Tampa Bay offense. So for me, I think it's going to be O.J. Howard. I think O.J. Howard is going to be the number two option between, uh, be behind Chris Godwin. We know coming into the season, Howard was one of the uh, the, the, the sleepers that have a, a breakout year. Uh, hasn't had that happen, but over the last couple weeks, he has been fantastic the last couple weeks and showing that he is um, being trusted in his offense. And with no Mike Evans, I think they are going to have to look to somebody. I think it's going to be O.J. Howard. Some may say Cameron Brace the option, but for me, I'm going O.J. Howard. Um, he may be a little uh, more owned than I think he's than I than I think he is right now because I think as the week moves along, people are going to gravitate more and more to him. But for thirty five hundred dollars over on DraftKings, I absolutely love OJ Howard's spot against the Detroit defense. As I talked about, the De Detroit passing defense is not very good, and they need to find another number two option. I think it's going to be OJ Howard over the other wide receivers there in Tampa. That'll do it for my view of the uh, little quick DFS insights. If you're looking for more information, be on the lookout for my GPP and Cash Game articles to come out a little later this week for both FanDuel and DraftKings. I have my Stacks article coming out later this week and also our game-by-game -game breakdown where I break down each and every game. I'll have more insight on those as well. And if you're not follow us over on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow on Twitter. We are at FansportsGenius. Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Just be because the season is nearing an end doesn't mean there's not anything uh, to play for. If you're in your playoffs, if you play DFS, we have our premium articles available still. Weekly package is probably your best option. Um, we got plenty of articles for both season-long and DFS. So jump on in there. If you have questions, hit, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Twitter. We also have our, our mastermind chat, one-on-one -on -one access with yours truly. If you have any questions for fantasy football, whether it be lineup construction, whatever the question is for fantasy, we can get those questions answered within 24 hours, most likely within an hour or two. Let's dominate those links, bring home those trophies. Have a great day, and we will talk to you a little later this week.